All right, here we are. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper, and my main man, Jeff Dawson. And we are here. It's Sunday. It's recap day. It's, it's, I'm feeling a little lonely because we ain't got no college basketball games for the first time in like four months. Jeff, how you feeling about today, man? It's a great day. A great day uh, to be alive. It's a great day to be involved in sports investing here at East Coast Sports Investors. It's a great day to be talking to you, to uh, all the listeners, all the fans. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the Women's Nationals Championship game. Uh, Baylor versus Notre Dame. Uh, Baylor up 17. They lose their second best player. In comes Notre Dame. Big run. The woman that won the championship last year missed a free throw this year to tie it and bring it to overtime. So it's kind of funny how the world can change in a blink of an eye. She goes from here to, I'll leave the, to fill in the blanks there. Uh, big game tomorrow. Uh, I think if we replay the tape, someone said Texas Tech would be here. Um, great matchup with Virginia. Uh, I'm excited. I had St. Louis Cardinals today. Uh, we're on a great run right now, 27 and 14, the last 41 games. This week we're up over four units. We were uh, one second away from hitting the Auburn money line on Saturday. We had the, the uh, spread line at Texas Tech. Uh, money line hand uh, plus two and a hook. Uh, can't complain on my world, Pops. How about you? Well, you know, we were able to get, well, you know me, I was in love with Michigan State. I thought that Izzo would be getting his third title. And you see what happens if I'm in love with you. You see what happens. <laughs> I can't love you. I, I, you know what I mean? I got to have a little, I got to be, I got to have that. You, you're all right. You know what I mean? You, the kids are all right. Give them a chance. You know, I got to keep that dog mentality, you know. The kids okay, give them a chance, you know? But um, really, I do think that it was a great, it was great that Texas Tech won that game because it proved that they did come from one of the toughest conferences in the nation. They were able to go ahead and take care of their business, pull it off the way that a lot of people didn't expect. I thought it was going to be a closer game, which it was, but it was really Texas Tech's game to lose from about the 15-minute mark of the second half, once the 15-minute mark of the second half hit, because they play exceptional basketball to close that game out. That's all I can say. They got, Michigan State got within one, and then next thing you know, Texas Tech is sitting up there, you know, going on a 9-0 run to finish it. Or was it 7-0 run, right? 9-0 run or 7-0? It was 9-0 run, because they won by 10. But yeah, they went ahead and handled their business, finished, their, finished the job, that's all they had to do, man. So, I think that that was a very, very, you know, type of game that you sit back and you say to yourself, well, they the odds makers is right. That's why they made it minus two on Michigan State side. It was too close to call. But Michigan State is a team that's been here before, so we're going to make them the favorite. Mm-hmm. Auburn, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker, Jeff. Those are the ones that go down in the. You don't even want to talk about that later on. You don't get it. You don't. You don't get a classic moment in history, Virginia, for that stuff. You don't. Well, and the funny thing about this is, you know, my hat was off to Virginia for what happened to them last year. Okay, they pulled off the miracle win against Purdue. Okay, and as you being a former coach, myself being a former coach. Okay, what had to happen? 
just in that last five seconds, okay, they're up four, great three-pointer, boom, it's down to one, they foul an 80% free throw shooter, okay? Makes the first one, which is the hard one, so they're up two, okay? Now he misses the second one. Now, Auburn's got a foul to give, okay? So not only does he dribble it off his foot, which once he picks it up as a double dribble, they don't call it, he crosses half court and then they fouled them. If they weren't in the bonus, they never would have fouled them. Therefore, he would have to heave the shot up and the game's over right then. And so they fouled them. They set up the play. Uh, I mean, listen, as much as I want to cry wolf, I mean, he did lean in and, you know, a little lean in from Virginia. It was a foul. And the guy just stone cold assassin hits all three of them. Uh, bing, bang, boom, lights out. Uh, to end the game and as I told my East Coast sports family there's not a lot of times a plus 270 crosses the board where you're within a whisker you know of popping that and the spread I don't like to double dip too much uh, but when we see an opportunity we do with you know a unit on the spread a half unit on the plus 270 uh, definitely was a heartbreaker easier to except when you come back with Texas Tech money line and Texas Tech spread. But uh, hats off to uh, Coach Pearl. Uh, hats off to that team. Uh, great run. Uh, made the SEC look proud. Uh, I, tomorrow will be a great game. You know, I was just got off the phone with uh, uh, an investor. And, uh, you know, you, you talk tomorrow's game out loud, Pops. If you think either one of those teams can get to 60, you just take that team and you take the over because the under over right now is 117, 118. So if your team gets to 59, you're guaranteed at least a split. But uh, it's going to be crazy tomorrow, Pops. Man, that's all I can say to is that it's going to be a crazy game. They got, the, they got the line correct for that game as well, too. Because you don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you right now, early tickets is all saying Texas Tech. And then... Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't worry, people. Don't worry, people. About 5 p.m. Eastern Time, about 4 p.m. Central Time, about 3 p.m. Mountain Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. You'll see a duffel bag boy will be at a Vegas casino near you. I'm telling you. And then it will start the tidal wave of the Virginia money coming in. See, you see, what happened was last night, Jeff, you know this is what happened. Texas Tech wins the game. Instead of cashing a ticket, you roll it over and you throw, hey, they're going to win the national championship. Enough is enough. And then I'm looking for the guy on Twitter who said, I got the Texas Tech future uh, championship ticket. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. So be on the lookout for that. that. And make sure he shows the ticket, too. Oh, I got one right on my timeline. That guy had the $1,500 one. Worth three hundred and thirty thousand, he had it on prop swap, and uh, Des offered him. Des Bryant offered him fifty thousand Friday. He turned it down before the game Saturday. Someone else offered him fifty-seven thousand before the game Saturday. He turned that down. Uh, so right now, supposedly he has some action on Virginia. He's not selling the ticket, as I told the fam. Uh, today, if I was holding that ticket, I'd have at least a hundred thousand on Virginia to guarantee myself uh, either a hundred or uh, you know two hundred and thirty. Uh, if Tech did win, you know it'd be a hundred thousand dollars score either or two hundred and thirty thousand dollars score. Is, why or would you, you sell the ticket? <laughs> what? 
What's that? Why would you sell the ticket? That's my question. Well, he he didn't sell the tickets. Right, but why would we like? It's just, I would think to myself that these guys, if they're gonna offer you fifty-seven thousand, get they just go and put the fifty-seven thousand on themselves. Well, no, that's why prop swaps there. Right, is you know to sell props, uh, you know in games, it's to sell futures. I mean, this guy in October went and plunked fifteen hundred dollars on Texas Tech at two hundred to one. Ooh. Think about that for a second. They Ooh. lost their whole starting lineup, all their offense, and he put fifteen hundred on a two hundred to one shot. Now he either got some great graded information or. He's got money to burn, and he had all these other tickets that no one else ever saw that that are in the trash right now. Right. I'm not questioning it. Good for him. That's what I'm saying. I'm not questioning it. Good for him. You know what I mean? More power to you, because I've seen crazy <laughs> shit. You know what I mean, Jeff? I've seen crazy stuff in this business, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so my analyst on the Virginia game, though, that game was so good. From the tip to the end, the game was authentic Final Four NCAA basketball. And I'm only mentioning this because I felt like the third, the, the red-head stepchild is the one that's playing in the national championship. Virginia was always the, okay, they're going to be good enough to get down there. But, you know, the three-headed monster of the ACC is always about what goes through North Carolina. But now... Bennett finally gets his due. Finally steps out the shadows of where his father was at. You know what I mean? But this coach has done an exceptional job. He was able... Did he take over Wisconsin for a bit? Or he never stopped in Wisconsin? He did an excellent job at Washington State. Washington State was his miserable, miserable team before he got there. And they're miserable now, but they have somewhat of an idea of playing defense at the school. He left somewhat of a tradition there, but my hats go off to that head coach right there. And he's playing, he's in a position now where it's like, all right, you can go ahead and put yourself in the in the ultimate category as a national championship head coach. And I think that no other coach has, you know, the the type of resume that he has and the success that he has without having a national championship. So he's in the right place, man, at the end of the day. But I just don't like the way that they got him in there. And I felt like they thought that they needed an ACC team for Monday. I'm not just doing conspiracies or anything like that. The game is going to be played how the game is going to be played. The outcome is the outcome. But I just really, truly know that he needed an ACC team. It's already bad enough that my prediction did not come to fruition where we get three out of four for the ACC in the national in the uh, in the national in the national semifinals, you know where we would get the North Carolina Virginia matchup and then Duke would have played you know Michigan. It didn't work out like that. That would have been a blockbuster weekend in Minnesota. We know this, but then when you bring it in, I'm only talking about this is because I saw something after the game, and it was two Duke alumni on the set. One, Jay Williams, and the other, um, Jay Billis. And um, Jay Billis said that, can we make the tournament shorter now? Can we take the 68 teams out and just get the best power six in here? 
And I said to myself, I said, I ain't never, I, I ain't never, I said, okay, so now we got to bend the rules so Duke can be, Duke doesn't have to go into, run into what he called banana pills. It's, it's, it's just, okay, let's, let's just, uh, let's just, just keep further watering down the competition to make it to where nobody wants to come play college basketball. It doesn't, I mean, this is a, multi multi billion dollar six week tournament four week tournament however long it is going back to the conference finals the conference tournaments as well uh you know and we talked about it uh i think it was on the last show uh, all four power conferences whatever you know the top two seeds get the buy but he's got to cry over spilled milk what I was going to do to give you a little jab out on the West Coast, if I'm in charge of UCLA, I'm in the Texas Tech locker room after they cut the nets down tomorrow with a contract, and I hand it to Chris Beard and tell him, write whatever you want and meet you back at Poly Pavilion Monday morning. Right. I mean, well, yeah, I'm just trying to fix this because somebody had called in and messed up the recording. But I'm with you. But the thing is, though, Jamie Dixon seems like they really hell been on bringing Jamie Dixon in. I just don't well, understand why. They're having, a, they're having a problem with the buyout. He thinks he's going to get in there, whatever. I told you on Friday or Thursday, whenever it was, you can do better than that. I think you're settling. That's the problem. Someone brought it up today. <laughs> yeah, which well, is I agree. A, I agree. We, we, we yeah, can't brag about success at te- Texas Christian University, dude. We're, 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 they're a middling Big 12 team. That's not going to improve what you're doing at UCLA. But here's the problem. You fired Alfred before Christmas, and you still don't have a head coach. Right. And I'm just how, did, how, how did you let Musselman go to Arkansas? You, he was right over there in Nevada. Yeah. And Musselman uh, was acting like he would never leave Nevada, and he did. Someone's sleeping at the wheel there. Yeah. So, my thing is, what you got to do is, you got to go hire Earl Watson. That's who the alumni wants there. That's who the younger players can adapt to. And it's a new era at UCLA. And he's He was a captain at UCLA. So he understands the wooden way of doing things. You know what I mean? Guys that were playing while Wooden was alive. So they know the stories. They, they've talked to the coach. You know what I mean? And this is what's wrong. You brought in a few outsiders who don't understand the wooden way. You know what I mean? And, you know, Steve Alford kind of was good the first few seasons. But then... You know, L.A. gets to you, man. And I honestly think that maybe Steve Alfred, the best idea for him would have been to go to Indiana when Indiana was be asking for, begging for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have worked out much, much better for Steve Alfred at this point. Now he's out of a job. And he was absolutely – and when they embarrass you in Los Angeles uh, college sports, you'll, ne- you'll never get back. Ask Tim Floyd. I thought for sure. I thought for sure Brad Stevens was going to end up in Indiana. I don't know what he's still hanging around the Celtics for. I just want. I. 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 It just blows my mind why you want to coach the NBA. Just blows my mind. Go grab a college job. Become the next Coach K. Roy Williams. 
have a good, happy life. You know, college, the kids where you can teach, where they listen. For the most part, yeah, you get the divas. I get it. But, uh, you know, whatever. What do I know? Right. Right. Well, we'll see how it goes, man. That was weird. <sighs> what you call it? But we'll see where they go from there. I'm surprised USC's still keeping their coach around. But, you know, USC's not worried about winning basketball games like that. So, um, They're not worried about winning football games either. <laughs> right, exactly, because I, I still don't understand how Todd Helps is the coach. Still don't understand that part, but they'll figure it out eventually. They'll figure it out eventually, Jeff. All right, let's go ahead and yeah, pay some bills real quick. I'm going to run some commercials real fast for about two minutes, and we will be back to you guys in a moment. And this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You guys go ahead, and you guys sign up with MyBookie with the promo code being 12-ounce sports. You guys will be able to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 once again. This show is brought to you by mybookie.ag and the name of this show if you don't know by now is the primetime angles radio show hosted by your boy the primetime capital pop dbic and i got my man jeff dawson in the studio and we will be back to you in two and two folks amazon and jeff bezos are insanely rich with money 12 ounce sports radio is insanely rich with sports takes why not Merge the two together by making sure you click on our Amazon link on our sponsors page before you go shopping, or you can find it on article pages as well. It'll cost you nothing extra and helps out the station just enough to keep the lights on. So go to www.12ozsportsradio.com and navigate to our sponsors page. At the top, you'll see the Amazon banner. Just click it and go shopping. Have a great day. Sponsors page on our website, www.12ozsportsradio.com, lays out every great sponsor who has partnered with the station to give our listeners great deals. From great Amazon offers to hangover prevention fluids, tennis gear at 40% authentic and licensed sports gear from every league with great offers, event tickets, MMA gear, the official CBS shop. I mean, the list goes on and on. Just go to www.12ozsportsradio.com and navigate to our sponsors page. We've laid it all out for you to easily find a great deal and help us stay corporate free and independent, giving all our shows 100% creative free freedom. Thanks for listening. Oh. All right, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio Show, hosted by your boy, the Primetime Capper, Pop DiBiase. All right, we got some good boxing matches coming up uh, very soon, Jeff. You know what I mean? We got um, Loma Chinko versus uh, Krola for the uh, lightweight title. Um, I think he went days WBO, IBF. Uh, well, he's the lineal champion. He's one of the most, uh, he's considered one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world. Um, this is what probably one of the fights that I won't be taking a part of because I don't have ties to Golden. I'm not to top rank. I was about to say Golden Boy, like well, that's who I came in the door with. But what's called? Um, and they had a pretty good show a few weeks back at Fantasy Springs. Ryan Garcia is a superstar, and hopefully they can make a matchup for him with Lomachenko eventually. But Jeff, this this 135 lightweight division is very very crowded, man. You got um. 
Lomachenko, who's the top dog. Then you got a, a T.O. Lopez as well, too. That's He's a good, very good boxer. Then you got Ryan Garcia, you know, the, the, the golden boy at golden boy, you know, the guy that's making more money outside of boxing than he does when he steps into a ring. You know what I mean? And I said, that's the, the the best way to do it. You know what I mean? And that's an athlete that is is control of their future in most occasions. Don't you think, Jeff? So um, I think that that's a pretty good move. And then you got Rolando Romero, a.k.a. Rollies. This guy, I interviewed him out in Vegas, and he is so determined to be a champion. He just feels like he needs that title shot now-ish. You know what I mean, Jeff? And um, you love, I love his, I love his energy, and I love his, um, his ambition. And I think that one day he will be a world champion very soon, probably in the next eighteen months or so. The guy wants to fight every every other week. You know what I mean? To make sure that crit that that record is there. And you know when they can't get guys to come in and fight you, man. Hey, that that's a sign alone that hey, big things are coming, right? So. Man, this lightweight division. What do you What are you thinking, Jeff? Have you seen anything? Any guys that that have struck struck your eye with this group that I just called out? You know, pops, I, I kind of just follow your lead. I mean, I love your work. I love your your energy. I love following you. You know, week to week, weekend to weekend. What city is pops in? Uh, I tune into as many fights as possible. Uh, just trying to take it all in. You know, uh, we we've had hours of fight talk back in the heydays of uh when when i was growing up uh to the leonard Hagler and all the way up to you know my all-time favorite holyfield to mike tyson and the boys so i grasp off of what you who you're following who you're interviewing what fight are you at uh the the lomachenko guy that you're talking about I, I, what does he do wrong i can't find anything can you not really you know he's uh, almost a He's an Olympian boxer. He's a, has a very, very thorough amateur record, and that's what we call a master boxer. I talked to a guy who actually was able to uh, talk to Roscoe Hill, a young man who's about to be fighting in the 2020 Olympics. And um, pretty much he, I told him, I said, you know that you're a master boxer, right, once you get to Olympic level, correct? I said, because the thing is you know how to do everything correctly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you are a my, um, a student of the game, like truly, because boxing can be all types of boxing can be a guy who can just knock people out. You know, what I mean, he's a 16 year old at the high school beating up everybody. Then, you know, you get into some trouble. They bring you over to the gym. And then, you know, the guy says, man, he's a really good boxer. And then, you know, you fight one amateur fight. Then next thing you know, amateur's not good enough for you. They offer you some pro money. Then you go in there and knock somebody out. You made yourself a good 500 bucks. Now, you next thing you know, you got three or four fights that lined up in the next six months or so. You know what I mean? You're making a little bit of money and you get banking a little bit of name for yourself. Now you're professional. Now, uh, an uh, Olympian, Olympic boxer is a boxer that's taking his time that's figuring out what his mistakes are and how to... You know, pretty much uh, overcome uh, overcome that to become almost perfect. You, nobody can be perfect, but you know what I mean, though, Jeff. You know, there's a big difference between guys that went to the Olympics and guys that are just went into being pros. You know what I mean? So, you know, and they say, well, you don't need the Olympics. I say, well, everybody can't be there because there's thousands of boxers, thousands of them, but there's only a few hundred that get chosen to do that. You know, so it's all about different areas that you come to from. And I feel like that's you 
in the school of boxing. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm always saying that 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 holds a lot of weight for you when you move on to being a pro. Lomachenko was able to be a, a, a champion after his fourth fight due to having such a great amateur background. You know what I mean? And, but I'm saying to myself, why did you start so late? You know what I mean, Jeff? You know. I, I I agree. You know, you, you talk about perfection, and, and then as soon as you said perfection, you know, I, I go back to Floyd in his younger days, and, and and someone that can just beat the crap out of you, or someone that steps into the ring and he goes, "You can't hurt me, and you can't hit me," right. and total tactician where you know he sees his opening he knows what he's gonna do snap off a couple of jabs over here right and then he'll dodge your left he'll dodge your right he'll stick and move stick and move and then you know a lot of his opponents you know throw 14 15 punches in a round and they they connect with one or two or he brushes them off and, and i'm not comparing the two but what i've seen from this guy he's just a tactician where he he just he knows he's a surgeon he knows what he wants, he comes in with a great game plan, and he sticks to it. Right, and that's that's what it's all about. And then there's fighters like him. There's just no game plan for him. So that's why it's like, how much longer? But I think that you, people do have to know this. though. Lomachenko did lose his first fight to uh, Salido. <laughs> he did lose his first fight. And I still think Salito won the fight. A lot of people say, well, they robbed Lomachenko. I said, well, he he fought a style that night that he shouldn't have fought. You know what I mean? And when you fight their style and they look more convincing, they're going to give it to them. So just know that. And they kind of want to teach HBO lesson. We're not going to let this amateur come in here and fight a, a top five guy and make it look like and, and show him up. You know what I mean? So, you know, but that's, that's, that's what's helped Lomachenko move on further he's only 12 and 1 that's crazy and he's been a champion since his third fight crazy <laughs> so and i'm not talking about like the little bitty championships like a champion you know what i mean recognized by the four uh major uh gr- groups so now do crazy. you see him do you see him as he's you know gets older and longer in the tooth in this career what's his goal in regards to what's his next step. I mean, I, I'm assuming he's not going to be sticking in that weight class. I could be wrong, but do you see if you had to put a path for him in the next one to three years, uh, what would be best for him? Where's he going? And what does boxing want to see? I would say he needs to start taking on the best of the best, period, point blank. He has to fight Javante Davis. He has to fight the kid Ryan Garcia. He has to fight Mikey Garcia. You know, there's a lot of people that that are out there that he needs to be fighting. Just hopefully promotions won't stand in the way of holding this thing up. That's the the main problem in boxing, Joe. We want to see these guys fight a whole bunch of people. But the problem is is that the promotions are are not seeing eye to eye. Everybody has their own little promotions that they deal do business with. So you have to so that's how it is. It's broken up into three groups almost that have little subgroups in with it within them, but then there's other groups that can be on all their cards, be on all their stuff. You know, so that's why it's just a, a funny game. And I say to myself, Well, why don't you guys sign up with the guys that can be on all the cards? <laughs> You know what I mean? But those are smaller facets. Those are smaller uh, promotions. And, you know, they're not coming with the same contract and the same dollars. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the dollars in boxing. That's what makes boxing and horse racing so similar. Because really, it just always comes down to the money. 
It's not about like how we set up the fights like back in the day and how we can sell out the arena. It's about how much money the boxer's going to get. You know, because you're going to get people, you're going to get asses in the seats. That's going to happen. So, you know, where do we go to? My the question is, where do we go to next? Where, where, what are we going to do to fix this this conundrum with the promotions where we can have real super fights? You know what I mean? And everybody can can be happy. You know, because you know everybody wants to get paid. That's the whole thing. So the money got to be right, but the venue has to be right. Everything has to be in place, and this is where it makes things complicated. You know what I mean? So. I think that um, from the rumblings and from the talks that I had had off, um, you know, off off um, the record and everything like that, that boxing is moving forward. They're 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 making a lot of progress because now the heavyweight division is about to be highlighted because the heavyweights are the guys that are going to make everybody unite. Period. Point blank. Because you cannot deny the biggest heavyweight fight on the planet for too much longer. You know what I mean? That's going to be Anthony Joshua. And uh, Deontay Wilder. And I feel like this is the lead-in. These two fights coming up in New York. That's going to be the lead-in to everybody demanding that we get the Joshua Wilder fight. Making it to where it's good, it can be a smashing pay-per-view. That's what they're shooting for, man. Is a smashing pay-per-view. But it's hard to say, you know. But when you got facets saying, let's not do... Uh, let's not do pay-per-view but let's pay a hundred dollars a month to you know be to a hundred dollars for the year so then you can watch this is almost as a, you know and people and maybe people might not want to watch that much boxing you know what i mean <laughs> and, and maybe they might be all right with paying i guess they're 19.99 a month or something like that but no diss to the zone they're a great network it's a great idea but i just think that a fight like this does have to be on pay-per-view you know, it's a one-time only, and you got to get the bang for its buck. You got to get these guys paid. And I know that the Bat Network can pay them, but I'm meaning, like, they can get paid in the back end when it comes to pay-per-view. You know, so. You think that the public, you think the public's up for that? Yeah. They, the way that, the way that boxing media works now, boxing media is, is a social media, is a social media platform pretty much it's always about it's all about the video and the content the boxers actually sitting down and having interviews is a thing of the past you know what i mean where you write the interview down you note it you put it on record all that stuff that stuff is not like how it used to be you know so pretty much with the content and everything fast flowing and guys that giving you um you know uh uh shock value with some of the things that they're saying it it, it creates a bigger buzz. You know what I mean? And it, it gives it a grassroots feel that, okay, this is going to be the event. You know, because I feel like the Spence Garcia did very well. It did. It did well on how they sold it. I don't know if the numbers came back the way that they wanted them to, but I said that's kind of what happens when you have a pay-per-view with Fox. You know what I mean? It's something that was brand new, something Fox hadn't done yet before, but... Fox is well invested in the boxing game. And so that means that the game is moving forward. That means that we have sellable boxers that they want to be behind. 
You know what I mean? And so they said, okay, ESPN, you want to go ahead and get top rank? We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get. We're gonna go ahead and get PBC over here with us. Who have the the bevy of all the talent, and then we're gonna go ahead and make them a part of our network. There, this is something that's huge on our network. All top rank. All what boxing is on ESPN is another programming that they're showing when they're not showing a basketball or baseball game. That's it. And they, they're tr- trying to get into it, but it, all it is is that they hooked up with one company to do Friday Night Fights, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember way back in the day on Friday, Friday was it Friday Night USA? Used to have Friday Night Fights and then Tuesday obviously... Night way, fights on wh- USA too, Jeff, that was crazy. And then, then obviously way back in the day... Uh, a wide world of sports on Saturdays. You know, once a month they always made sure that they had a decent fight on there too, as well. George Foreman, actual sauce. There you go. There you go. That was a good fight. George Foreman won the IBF. He retained his IBF title that day. I remember, and it was funny because it's like Foreman, heavyweight champion. He did get one defense in, and then he relinquished the belts. You know, he's like, ah, I did what I wanted and moved on. And here we go. The Dodgers with the onslaught here in the uh, in the third. I'm trying to play the under here, Jeff. Well, they got a gift. Uh, under you 11, know, uh, and they got five runs they, in the third. They had a gift in the, the second, first and third, two outs. Urias gets a hit, and Blackman overruns it, so they get two there. And then, you know, again, Dodgers, when they're on a roll, don't try to get cute and try to beat them. Just wait, you know. Uh, uh, they got a good team. There's no doubt. I mean, you don't make it to back-to-back World Series uh, without having a good team. Uh, for all the city that hates the manager, uh, he does a pretty good damn job. The, the players like him. You're doing this without Kershaw. Uh, uh, it's your division to win, and uh, it, it really shouldn't be a sweat this year. Like literally, they they are just turning it out right now, boy. They've scored about six runs in this inning, and this is back to back to back to back to back to back hits. Oh, the Dodgers dominance of the NL West will continue. It looks like Jeff a seven and two to a ball club right now. Man, I'm telling you, big things coming for this group. Um, but with the end with boxing though. Um, before we go to this next commercial. I just really do feel like um, boxing is really in a good spot, as I said before. But I really do think that there's more that has to be done. But we'll get there, though. That's the whole thing. You got a good schedule coming up. You got um, Danny Garcia coming up in Carson on Fox. Robert Easter's fight is going to be on Showtime in Vegas. And then the big the big, the big enchilada itself, single mile weekend, Canelo. You know, so... That's three three weeks of nonstop, very good fights uh, and very good fight events. So you guys be on the lookout for that stuff. I should be a part of all three of those events, and I look forward to it, Jeff. That's all I can say. And it, it winds up that it's my birthday week too when we get to the Robert Easter fight. So yeah. Well, I think if uh, a bird chirped in your ear that you might have a wingman come uh, single to my weekend in Vegas intent. Man, you know I need Jeff to sit up. I need Jeff to uh, be. I need Jeff in there when, at the press conference asking those good questions, man. You asking, you know, <laughs> questioning Dan Raphael. I can't wait till I see Jeff do that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be sitting behind you, taking notes, taking yeah. the pictures, 
and then uh, I'll be following your lead. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds good to me, man. What's called? Sounds good to me. All right, this show once again is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You guys can go ahead and sign up for uh, MyBookie.ag with the. Um, 12 ounce sports promo code you guys can get up to a thousand dollars in a deposit bonus as well too so you gotta check out mybookie.ag who is who this show is brought to you by and this show is the primetime angles radio show with pop dibiase the primetime capper and jeff dawson in the house all right so we'll be right back in about 90 seconds Hey, business owners and leaders, this is Chris America with an exciting message for you. Right now, just like you are, 50% of Americans are listening to live streaming internet radio, with that number growing every single year. We are excited to announce that 12 Ounce Sports Radio is also growing with that. With that said, we'd like you to come in at an opportune time for business on our station at a competitive rate. We have live daily shows streaming across all over America and the entire world, reaching out to the audience and connecting with them the way that your business needs to. If you're interested, go ahead and contact us by going to 12OutSportsRadio.com. That's 1-2-O-Z-SportsRadio.com. Click the Contact Us page and go ahead and send out your information. We're excited to get the rest of your business rolling on 12OutSportsRadio.com. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. If you're an avid listener, you'll notice we've had many gambling shows. Join our Time Angle Show, The Vegas Squares, Nate Wall, 12OZ Sports, all caps, to get that deposit bonus. Now go out there and win and cash that ticket, as Pop DiBiase says. Hey, you heard the man. You heard the man, Jeff. You heard the man. You know what it is, Jeff. Cash that ticket like Bob DiBiase say. You already know. I've been telling you guys that for years, man. And I'm just happy that I'm going to continue to tell you guys that for years, man. Uh, it just feels real good, Jeff, to be where I'm at right now. But we don't have to go into that, man. I know I go into that like every week on the show like with my little sentimental stuff. But, you know, pretty much it is what it is, man. It's good. Life is good right now, Jeff. That's all I can say, man. It's a lot better hey, you than know, it was you, last you, year. You, you put in the hard work. You put in the time. Uh, you grind this this out a day at a time. Uh, as we were talking before we got on the air, you know, the only thing we're gifted is 24 hours. Uh, you know, basically, in a nutshell, we wake up in the morning, our feet hit the ground, we come out running. And uh, it's a 24-hour-a-day reprieve. Uh you know, that's why it's called the gift, and that's why it's called the present. And uh, you stay in the day. Uh, you know, we can't click our heels and, you know, boom, you know, and we're into, into stardom. You know, we're sitting ringside, you know, with Sugar Ray and Roberto Duran. Or, you know, I'm, I'm rubbing elbows with uh, A-Rod and uh, Chris Berman, whatever you want to say. You know, courtside with, you know, Bob Cousy. Uh, it's time. It's time. And more time. And we've been, you know, at each other's side, you know, for four and a half years before, you know, a lot of this stuff was put into place. And the reason why East Coast Sports went public January 1st, 2015, was with the vision that 
sports would become legal in the United States, sports wagering. And it has, we're up to 10 states plus Washington, D.C. At the end of the year, by the end of the year, we'll have around 20 states. Six months after that, we'll be in the 30s. So uh, between you, between I, it's just constant vigilance. It's just motion, 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 and creating situations where you want to be. You know, coming to the forks in life, and making the right turn, and uh, you've been you've been doing that for a long time, pops, and it shows. It really shows, and I congratulate you. Yeah, man, and much power to you too. You guys got to know Jeff will be the number one on Google Sue for handicapping services. So you guys be ready for that. Uh, and then you guys make sure you guys get uh, my horse uh, bets too. You guys, I understand it was a busy, busy week. I didn't get a lot of rest, so it wouldn't have been good for me just to be throwing out auto, throwing out just any horse to you. <laughs> You know, I could easily be like, all right, go take all the long shots, and hopefully one of them comes in. Hey, Pop, speaking of that, the one yeah. I, I didn't see the results. The the hot name, and I'm going to screw this up, in the races yesterday, and it was a big stakes race, and I think it was at Santa Anita. I don't think it was at Keeneland. Uh, I think it was the third favorite. Uh, what was it, the Instagram horse? Instagram, yeah. Did it win? No, Instagram actually led the field and uh, pretty much uh, let go of the lead. It was a Baffert exactor. Roaster came off the pace and uh, won at 3-1, to one, beating the absolute bet-down favorite uh, game winner. So this sets up an epic, epic matchup when we get to Kentucky. Because game winner already is, is the two-year-old champion. This was almost just like practice for him. If he would have won the Santa Anita Derby, good for him. You know what I mean? That would have been great. But even Silver Charm didn't win the Santa Anita Derby. He finished second in the race as well, too. And was still uh, three, four to one horse. You know what I mean? This is Bob Baffert's first um, first Kentucky Derby winner. So there it is. You know what I mean? And uh, the best horses are coming out. The best three horses going into the race are coming out the state of California. Uh, you know, Instagram, it's a lot. It's a big deal with Instagram because Instagram was $1.2 million. One point two. <laughs> and you know, the the bigger the bigger the bigger the price at the auction, the more pressure. That's where how it goes, Jeff. But let's get into talking some baseball. I know it's it. Scott Webb's probably listening to the show. He's antsy. I know he antsy. You hear some baseball right now. So let's let's get him some baseball, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Rays White Sox early game tomorrow. It's eleven o'clock my time. Two o'clock your time. It's still and it's one o'clock in New York in uh, um, Chicago. So. You know, a good WGN game for with the White Sox. Rays are playing absolute great baseball right now, Jeff. They're, they, they, they're just they're just they, they're taking care of business, and they you know they they got some strong strong arms up front, uh, great back end bullpen, uh, timely hitting uh, stuff that you talk about in you know September and October, and they're coming out of the gates with it, especially with, you know, the Sox struggling. They're finally coming home on Tuesday, and the Yanks woke up the last yeah, well, the, couple days, but their injury list is as long as our elbow. Yeah, well, I heard something the other day, too, Jeff, that, I mean, today, actually, that was profound, that bad teams that are going to win 60 games can go on as many streaks as they want. They can go on a ten, be 10-1 and one at this point, but it doesn't really make any any difference. You know what I mean? The, where they're going to wind up at. So it is some fool's goal with some of these teams that are starting out really hot really early. Because for every team that has a great April, they're going to have a bad June. That's the Mets last year. They started, what, 11-2? and two. 
The Mets were, and they're already talking. Well, when the Mets get down to, see, you can't have that type of talk in baseball until we get to September. You really can't. You can't be in July talking about. Well, when they get to the playoffs, only team that had that reserve last year were the Dodgers. Seriously, and the Yankees and the Red Sox. There was only three teams that, well, the Indians too. The Indians won their division by twenty-seven some odd games and almost had a losing record. That's how bad the uh, AL Central is right now, Jeff. Terrible, terrible. I still, I still like the Twinkies out there. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but yeah, the, the yeah. Indians. Yeah, they are. Right. They got, we got, they got to figure it out. Yeah, but the Twins are there. Buxton's not there. Buxton doesn't play for him anymore, huh? Buxton, where is Byron? Byron? Snow's hurt for Minnesota, and and Buxton is... Is he still there? I thought he was gone. I I saw him on somebody else's roster the other day. He was an electrifying player coming out. Well, he probably is there. Hmm. Twins gave up on him that earlier. Must have got prospects for him. I don't know. Hey, the Braves gave up with Jason Hayward kind of early, too. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. Baseball for you, baseball. Um, all right, so I love the Rays tomorrow, Jeff. I love them. So I'm going to take them again, double back on a one and a half. I had them today for clients on a one and a half. I'm going to double back again today, and I'm going to do it again, Jeff. I'm going to do it again because I feel like, well, really, I want to play the over seven here as well, too. So there it goes. Two plays for you, over seven. And the one and a half. So the Rays, blow them out, fellas. Do what you got to do. And no turning back. <laughs> you know? So um, that's where I'm going with that one, Jeff. That's the way. How, how are tickets looking for that one? If you see any early tickets for that? I bought 1,000 tickets, all Rays, 69% of the wages, 82% of the money on the Rays, opened up at 141, looking around 149, 150 all across uh, most of the nation. You can get a couple 145s on the Vegas Strip at South Point and Westgate as we speak. Where's that guy who's like, where's the guy at that bet the White Sox for the first bet ever in uh, New Jersey or Pennsylvania? I forgot where it was at, but he was so geek. First ticket ever, plus 325 on the White Sox. And I was just telling <laughs> myself, like, that was, like, the wrong play. Like, seriously. Like, that was not a good play. Like, I'll play it when it's time to play it, but that wasn't a good spot for the plus 325. No. It wasn't. It was, I mean, they were playing an Indian team that had one, like, 10 in a row. And had squashed him a few times, too. It was just funny. And I say, those are the ones that you usually want to get on the finale game or the opening game of the series. Not in the middle point where they're getting into their stride and everybody's hot. But I wasn't there to advise Jeff, so it is what it is, man. But I think, what he put, 2,500 on it? Something stupid. Yeah. So we'll see. But let's talk A's, Orioles. A's playing some good baseball right now, Jeff, even though... Um, they got into a little topsy-turvy uh, event with the Astros today, but they're going to give the Astros a run for their money, man. That's what I can tell you right now, Jeff. I can see it now. Angels aren't going to do much this year. You know, Mike Trout is very comfortable now. He seems very, very happy now, man. $430 million happy. That's why my And you know what? Mike Trout was so smart. 
That's why he told them people, hey, I ain't got time to talk to you about free agency because I ain't never going to be no free agent. And he knew that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you're a, if you're an owner of a team uh, and, and you see the greatest player, uh, one of the greatest players maybe of all time, and you have the best player in the... Jeff? Hello? I'm here. You here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Go ahead with that. Say it again. Uh, No, but my point was if you're the owner of the Angels or any business and you have the top star, the top dog, and you don't even let them sniff a year or two before free agency. You just say, hey, Mike, what do you want? You lock it up and you move on. Because that player leaves or gets to free agency, he's never coming back. And then you're always trying to search and get that next one. I just lost Mike. I got to get the next one. And you overpay for that. You know, someone who missed out on Harper, who missed out on Machado, who obviously is not getting trout, is sitting licking their chops two years from now. Is Mookie's coming on the free agent market. Right. Okay. So someone's going to overpay for Mookie. Well... Mookie Betts is pretty good, and it's funny. Boston's already putting it out there. Hey, we're not signing him back anyway. You know, we know he's going to be a monster, monster contract. Boston might trade him before they even let him hit the market. To get so you can back. mark it down. You can, you can mark it down. They, they already signed Sale. They signed Bogarts, two extensions. They're going to lock up J.D. after this year, and then going in then next year they'll play it out to the all-star break and then they'll trade them and get some draft picks for them some prospects and they'll move on he ain't coming back to boston that's done i was uh monday on my way home from vegas talking to lou maloney for 10 minutes at mccarran before we boarded the plane we're talking the same stuff mm. man mccarran 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 it's a funny place at 4 30 in the morning jeff that's all i can say <laughs> yes it is it's a funny place man a funny place. It's, you know, nobody's even it, on the, the slots at 4 o'clock in the morning over there. I was just fairly surprised about that. You know, the, everybody's the, really the over best, there trying to get some sleep. Exactly. The best bet is let's weigh the let's weigh everyone's carry-on before they leave for Vegas, and let's weigh it on their way home for Vegas. The guaranteed lock is that everyone's bag's a lot lighter on the way home than it was on their way there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, what are we, uh, Braves, Rockies tomorrow. We got uh, Rockies playing his late game right now. I'm thinking to myself, this one is what we will call a. We got Tehran pitching. We got Freeland pitching. You know what? This is going to wind up going under 10. And I know everybody's going to play the over, but I'm thinking with the uh, Rockies playing tonight, you know what I mean? It's a late game. They're already getting their ass kicked as is. Um, and they haven't been scoring a lot of runs this year either. So. Well, this week. I keep saying this year, like, as if they played three weeks into the season. This is just another week in baseball. You know what I mean? People have to really set this thing up by, okay, it's a new week. It's a new moment. It's a new time for this team. Because people don't understand this. They can bet the same team every single day, and they might be right 60 times. Correct. You know what I mean? They can bet, you know, then you well, I've lost 80 times in the process. But the 60 lost team, though, is a plus is a plus money like every day. So really, have, you're uh, ahead. Uh, one, of our, uh, one of my clients is a golf pro, uh, lives half his year in Florida, half back in New York, and he's a big 
Met fan, and I said for poops and giggles, you should put pizza money or beer money, date money, every day against the Mets. It's a win-win situation. He goes, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, if they lose, you you hit your ticket, and if they win, well, you're happy. So it's a it's a in my eyes a win-win. Well, why would I do that?" I said, "Well, their under over is eighty four and a hook." Their win total before the season started. So if you bet against the Mets every game, I guarantee you, if they hit that number of eighty-four or eighty-five, you're still going to make money because those seventy-six, seventy-seven losses, you'll have plus money more than you'll have minus money on them. Right. Well, that's how. Damn, this is. Well, they're not giving me the under tonight, Jeff. No. Is it not I'll give it the, it's 6-2 in the bottom of the third. The live total right now is 13 and a hook at Chris and 14 at Pinnacle as we speak. Mm. Mm. Arian Dondo, very good player. All right, so we like – so I like the Braves here in this spot, two to win the game. But I think that we're going to get the under here, under 10. Then we got Padres Giants. It's starting to be a little bit of a rivalry now. Well, our boy Craig Cashmetti is a rivalry to him. How many runs? Uh, somebody said about how many runs did the Giants score? You know, so I, they're pretty pumped up about uh, the Padres, uh, the way that they started the season off against the Giants and everything like that. But now reality is kind of starting to kick into place a little bit. Machado's over there doing Bush League stuff. And fans are defending him. Now they see what the Dodgers got rid of. <laughs> and the Orioles. Right, because the Dodgers and Orioles got tired of defending that stuff. Yep. You know, Machado, I'm just going to be dead honest with you. He's a great, great talent, but he did, he's not playing 100% baseball. He'll get it in 11th, 12th year after he's been well paid. And everybody's like, Machado was, was really never much. He just got overpaid, you know. And he'll be in some World Fall Classic after they do the buyout or something like that. And he'll be, uh, you know, Dave Justice on the A's or something. You know, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But right now, man, Machado's living a good life, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all I can say. All right. Um, but in this game, I like the Giants a lot to win this game. Mad Bob on the mound, uh, good spot for him. Uh, I got him currently opened at 125. This is sticking at 125, uh, a little more expensive uh, on the strip a little, around 128, 129. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Uh, got a 20 and 25 and 30% chance of precipitation as the game goes on. Uh, and about 10 mile an hour winds blowing out, so keep an eye on that one. Will do, will do. Okay, so we got this one here. And then, that's it. Jeff, I talked about three games or four games? I think you've talked three so far. Okay, I got to get these two out quickly. Ah, Nationals, Phillies, walk, walk away. It's a walk away game, Jeff. Um, we talked Giants, Padres. All right, hey, how about this one, Jeff? We're just talking about the Angels, too. Brewers, Angels tomorrow. Milwaukee comes in as a minus-110 favorite, so it winds up being kind of a pick em, right? I like the way the Angels finished. The, the Angels are starting to heat up a little bit, Jeff. Give me the Angels with the one and a half. 
If we got to uh, reverse line it, let's reverse line it. No problem. Well, I tell you, if that's your thought process to buy it tonight, anyone listening, uh, looking to get that, buy it tonight. Uh, I'm seeing already a huge push on the Angels, and you're going to wake up in the morning, and there'll be uh, favorites all across the board. Okay. And then I think that you got to dictate the one and a half because it's going to be a high one and a half number, right? Plus 200. And, you know, we ain't got enough time to talk about it, but Jeff, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, Thursday as we get closer. But Zion Williamson, it seems like somebody, somebody's, somebody's just let, trying to let the cat out the bag right now, Jeff. <laughs> something got, about sir? Nike, something about Nike... Sending money over to a consultant agency that was ran by Zion's mother for the mm-hmm. last three years, from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean to gossip. I always, you know, it's just Twitter. And the sad thing about it, and we talked in October and November about this. And correct me if I'm wrong. He was going to Kansas before all the corruption, correct? Right. It, okay, now, uh, and then the corruption came and clicked his heels and he ends up in uh, Duke, another Nike, t- you know, Nike uh, territory, and the rest is history. And I'm hearing through the grapevine, there is going to be some shit coming down, but the, per this source, the, the Duke Blue Bloods will just make it disappear. Nothing will Right, happen, and so. see Nike, they're trying to make Nike the fall of it, fall, fall, fall fall for this and Nike's gonna figure out a way to get out of it as well too so it's not it's probably gonna wind up not even being that big of a deal to be that honest with you because uh, it just it, it just comes down to I mean what's the bigger deal the bigger deal is when the NBA makes sure the Knicks get the number one pick and so it's Zion and the KD to New York is already signed sealed and delivered so now the question is do they get Kyrie with it so you're, you're wheeling out there Zion KD and Kyrie for next year, and the Knicks will be the talk of the NBA and ESPN. Okay, so they're going to be the next year's version of the Cleveland Browns. Gotcha. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Gotcha. So that means that the team is going to go forty-one and forty-one. No, they're making the playoffs. They, yeah, they, forty-one and forty-one gets you in the playoffs in the East, Jeff. That gets you to fifth seed. Come on, Jeff. Well, well, think about the East for a second now. Okay, you will now have the real Atlantic where the 76ers, Celtics, and Knicks are all. Again, you got Triple G in Milwaukee, and we both, well, I do. I think Kawhi stayed in Toronto. Well, hey, and, and we will pick this back up, Jeff, on Thursday because the NBA season will be over and we'll have some time to talk playoffs as well, too, on Thursday night. And uh, pretty much, man. Hey, I want to tell you, so thank you so much for um, coming in tonight with me and everything and making sure we had ourselves another rocking show here. The Primetime Angles Radio Show. Um, best sports betting uh, show in the land, man. So I do thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night with Cody Jansen. And Philly Pete finally can make his return. He's actually at WrestleMania right now, Jeff. And um, I'm not, I can't make this up. He's at WrestleMania for his birthday. So, wow, I'm going to get him tomorrow night when he gets on the show. He better get his ass on the show. I'm going to get him. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Petey boy. Um, 
All right, so once again, this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And this is your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase. And um, we are signing out, and we will be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You guys have a beautiful night, and we are gone.